Hi, and welcome to Girl Talk. Join me and my closest girlfriends as we navigate life, love, and relationships. Each week, we will discuss a new topic and address it head-on with personal experiences and learned lessons. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining this week's episode of Girl Talk. I'm your host, Britt. And today we are going to talk about our female identities and how to nourish all aspects of them. So in this episode, I'll dive into what are female identities, why do these identities matter, how our identities contradict and fight for attention, and then lastly, how to nourish all aspects of our identities. So let's dive in. I'm actually really excited to talk to you all about this week's episode because I've gone out for a few girls' nights and it seems to be a very common feeling that we get lost in these different aspects of our identities. So um, I thought, you know, this would be a great episode to talk to you all about these different identities that we juggle as women and how we can do a better job on not just acknowledging them, but also helping them grow and helping us live a more fulfilled life. So let's talk about what are female identities. Our female identities are mother, wife, and woman. Now, obviously, there's a lot of different identities out there, but today's podcast is really just about these three main identities that women have in society. So maybe you only have one of these identities, maybe you have only two of these identities, but whatever the case may be, it's still a great listen because maybe eventually you'll take on that third identity or you'll take on a second identity, and it's so important for us to be growing and nurturing all aspects of ourselves. That way we don't end up like one of those women who says, oh, you know, when I became a mother, I really lost myself. Or when the kids left the house, I really felt like, um, you know, I didn't know who I was anymore. This is meant to help with that feeling. So if we're nurturing all aspects of our identities, we won't have the feeling of um, losing ourselves. Also brings me to the next topic, of our agenda is why do these identities matter? So the reason these identities matter um, is because we are all multifaceted humans. We each have contradictions, needs, impulses, and by denying or, or even ignoring these different aspects of ourselves, just like I said earlier, it's easy to get lost in either motherhood or martyrdom or being a caretaker or um, being a wife that, you know, is now bound to only staying at home and being a little bit subservient. Or maybe on the flip side, um, you know, you've been leaning too much into your woman identity and now maybe you're caught in an affair and you don't know how to get out of it. By nurturing all aspects of your identity, you are safeguarding yourself from being lost in one of them. So let's talk about each identity and when those times in our life when a specific identity is more prominent or at the forefront than our other identities. So our motherhood identity. Motherhood is definitely identity you are 
more prominent towards when you know you have a new baby, you're a new mom, or you're in the infant phase or young child phase of motherhood. Uh, you're caretaking, you're being loving and nurturing. Um, it's definitely being like selfless. Your child or baby is the number one priority in life. You might be breastfeeding or pumping and basically denying all other aspects of self because there is just no more room to of the responsibility plate that you have. So it's very natural that during these, you know, this stage, I guess, in life, your identity that you're likely feeling or the most prominent towards feeling is definitely motherhood. And that is totally normal. I think, you know, I'm not starting this podcast saying, okay, well, when you have an infant, make sure that all your other identities are also being nurtured and and you're fulfilling yourself. No, there's definitely a time and a place where your identities need to take a back seat and you need to just focus on doing one thing well and um, just know that you eventually will have time or you will have you will have enough energy to make time to make your other identities um, feel nurtured and and have space to acknowledge them. So aside from the motherhood identity, um, the next identity that I'll address is the wife or girlfriend or spouse identity, which I think also has a time when it's your primary focus and that can be you know when you're newly married when you're in a new relationship and it's gotten serious or also if there um if you're going through a time where you know there was marriage issues and now you guys are seeking you know help or going to a therapy therapist i think those times also is when you know marriage is at the forefront and it's either because your marriage had been suffering and you need to mend it or it's because it's new and you're just making sure that the foundation is solid. So obviously also a time when you're leaning heavily into that identity. And then the last identity that I'll talk about is woman. So I think this one is the identity that is talked about the least and that we need to talk about the most. Um, Because being a woman and I think a lot, I grew up very religious, so I think sometimes we um, lean, like we don't want to lean into that identity because of its negative connotation, especially when I'm the words I'm about to use, which is sexual and sensual. But I think that being a woman, um, outside of being a mother and a wife, obviously, is um, the sexual and sensual side of oneself and feeling connected to your own mind and body. And then also understanding your own emotions and connecting to other women. I think that connecting to other women is definitely one of the the things that feeds my woman identity the most because it's only women that can understand and relate to these other roles that we have. So mother, wife, and woman. Um, I think being a woman also that identity and leaning into it is something that we're not as comfortable with talking about or talk about the least because it's a little bit ambiguous. But I think also by identifying that we have needs or feelings that are not tied to relationships or or um, you know being a mom or being a professional or being an athlete, it's just unique to just how we are feeling within ourselves, 
um, and outside of relationships especially is something that uh, I think we need to bring light to. So now that I've talked a little bit about what these identities are and why these identities matter, let's also now talk or, or move to talking about how these identities contradict each other and how um, there are times in our life where the identities fight for attention. So what I mean by that is we each have these identities. So I have these, I have all three of these identities. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, and I'm a woman. They each have their own role to play, but sometimes when I feel like one of my identities or one of my aspects of my identities is or has been pushed to the back for a set amount of time, I start to feel unfulfilled. And um, I noticed that this pattern was happening because, you know, I, I now have a one-year-old daughter and that whole year was just motherhood, motherhood, motherhood. And I started to feel very, as you can hear from my other podcasts, but that mom burnout and just feeling like I can't go on. This is, I mean, I love being a mother, but I'm not happy. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I need other aspects of me to be nourished in order for me to get that joy and fulfillment out of life. So speaking to motherhood and just in its direct correlation with wife, I will talk about how they can contradict and fight for attention. So with motherhood, um, when you first have a baby, um, our wife identity is there, but it's definitely in the back seat and it can take weeks, months, or, I mean, even some couples have told me that it will take years for them to really start feeling like a wife again. Or um, or I, I shouldn't say start feeling like a wife again, but maybe prioritize being a wife again. Because you're just so in the thick of it when you're a new mother. Which I talked about, there are times when obviously certain identities have to be in the forefront. But when you neglect the wife identity for so long it can be hard to come back to your husband or your spouse or your partner and feel connected. So um, when I feel like once we reach a part or a stage in our you know, motherhood journey where we just need to prioritize setting aside time and it's not about you know maybe the baby now is um, sleeping through the night or you're no longer breastfeeding or you know they're going off to school whenever that time is that you really feel like you finally have it within you to give it's definitely a priority to start making either a date night and I talk about like different formats of date night when I go into it a little bit more and down the show but um, just prioritizing that time to connect and by connect I don't just mean turning on Netflix and watching a movie I mean, you know, sitting in your back patio with a glass of wine or, um, you know, playing together, roughhousing a little bit or um, playing a game together. I know for my birthday um, in January, it was in the middle of the pandemic and my birthday's also in January, which is not exactly a beautiful time in Portland, Oregon. And, um, and then also we had what, like a nine month old. So I remember for my birthday, we it was very low key and we just put on YouTube and did karaoke songs for like four hours. And that was a really fun connected night 
you know, we broke out of our usual pattern and we did something silly together, which is always great. But I think another aspect of relationships that our, my personal relationship with my husband, I think we do struggle with is intimate conversation. And I think sometimes when you're, when you're in the motherhood identity or leaning too heavily into the motherhood identity, that intimate conversation piece is the first thing to go out the window because it's the one that requires the most work and the most thought and intent behind that conversation. So um, those are how they kind of fight each other. Now, when we look at motherhood and woman, they're basically polar opposites because as a woman, it's kind of like when you're feeling connected to your body, you feel sexy, you feel great in your skin, and not um, nobody is tied to that identity. It's just you. Motherhood, exact opposite. It's literally about the person that you're the mother to, not about you. So when you're 20 to 50 pounds over your pre-baby weight, you aren't getting more than three hours of consecutive sleep a night, and you have spit up crusted on your pajamas or your clothes every day, you don't feel sexy, which is normal, and that's fine. But I think, um, I think when we start to feel that way every single day, it wears on us. It makes us feel not confident. It makes us feel like just messy and and dirty and are we ever going to feel like a woman again should i basically say goodbye to like my womanhood and if you're also dealing with things like um like peeing when you run or peeing when you stand up or if you think that you might have had any tears down there as a woman after you have a baby those can also make you feel very unlike a woman you just feel like you're not in charge of your body anymore or you're you're not it's your identity is now solely purposed for something else so um, normal to have that but those contradictions can make you feel depressed um, it definitely doesn't help if you have postpartum depression if you keep letting it and you don't carve out space for you time then it just goes down a very slippery slope of um, leaning too heavily into that identity, potentially having empty nest syndrome, and um, also basically prioritizing someone else's life over yours. I'm not saying that as moms we shouldn't prioritize our children. I'm just saying it. we also need to take a step back. I think probably when your kid is about two or three, it's okay to pri start prioritizing things you want to do for you over what you need to do for them. Now, I'm not talking about feeding or any basic necessities, but we need to remember that we don't need to be martyrs, okay? And I have a one-year-old. My kid is not even three, and I am making sure that I go to girls' night. I'm making sure I get a monthly massage. I mean, you can start it as early as you want to make yourself happy, but I'm just saying, like, past three, that kid can be in daycare or preschool or almost going to kindergarten. Make sure you're getting you time. So that was mother and woman. Now on the flip side, woman and wife, how those contradict. So I think anybody who's been in a long-term relationship or has been married for a while, me and my husband have been together for 14 years. Um, that's including dating. But I think it's normal to start to feel like your 
your draw or your sexuality or your sensualness um, feels like it has faded when you're in a long-term relationship. I think that is completely normal because you can't expect your partner to always look at you the way they did their very first time they, you know, dated you or the very first date you ever had. It is normal for passion to ebb and flow, okay? But on our ebb times, not our flow times, our flow times is when it's great, on our ebb times, it's normal to feel like, um, like you're in a long-term relationship and you are the Woody doll of your own Toy Story life. So you're the boring pull-string toy. Um, I think it's because we also tend to forget that we have a sexuality and sensualness within ourselves that is separate from our wife identity. So it's totally natural to be attracted to somebody or to have a crush or um, or just to have those feelings elsewhere without acting upon them. I'm not saying act upon them, but I'm saying it's natural to have them. Um, I think that, you know, from some conversations with girlfriends that I've had is sometimes they, um, they won't admit it to themselves if they have a crush on somebody or um, if they're attracted to somebody. And it's okay if you are. It doesn't mean anything if you say that out loud. It's totally fine. I remember my husband um, came home one day and I was like, uh-oh, I have to tell you something. And he was like, oh, what? I was like, okay, so this guy came over to sell me rat poison and he was really cute and I couldn't say no to him. So I bought this rat poison. So I'm sorry. And he was like, what? You got, you subscribed to this like $30 a month thing. And I was like, you don't understand. He was super cute and he was just very like uh, compelling and buying this rat poison. And we totally laughed over it. I mean, it is totally normal to to be attracted to people. That's just humans. So I think that we need to make that more normalized instead of being, I mean, if you're jealous because your husband thinks some girl is cute or, or you know, your husband's jealous because you think some guy is cute, then it doesn't sound like you guys have a very good foundation of trust. I trust my husband. He trusts me. If I say somebody's cute, it probably means it's because he's cute. That's all it means. So I think that woman and wife identity can get lost because you feel like your sexuality and your sensuality are just stunted by the barriers of monogamy. And I don't think that has to be the case, obviously, but I think it comes with um, nourishing that woman side of you and realizing that it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be tied to the identity you have as a wife. Now I'm sure you're all asking, okay, well then how do I nourish those identities outside of the other identities? That's what we're about to dive into now. So how to nourish all aspects of your identities. I'm going to address the one I think is uh, the most forgotten. And from what I hear from my friends, it's something that I think is personal, but also what I think is very relatable is obviously the woman identity. So if I reflect on when I think about uh, times that I felt the most like a woman connected to my body and enjoying my own personal company, what comes to mind for me is dancing. So music speaks to me in a lot of ways and being able to move with music is my favorite thing and it brings me back 
to myself and just makes me enjoy who I am. So that's my own personal, that's my own personal um, feeling. But I would say a common one is also yoga. I know lots of people who feel the most connected when they're doing you know, meditation or yoga and getting that mind-body connectedness. Another thing that really works for me is running. I really love running. I love to run with a, a like a podcast, usually a woman's podcast, and I'm running and I'm feeling what she's saying, and it just really helps me feel that connectedness in my body. Another thing that I think really helps with embracing our woman identity is having girl time or Girl Talk, which is exactly what this podcast is named for that reason. It is so essential for us to connect with other women. We need to share our journeys. It helps us in so many, so many ways. Um, You feel less alone. You feel connected. You feel like someone finally gets you. We all have very common themes to our stories. Everyone's story is different, but there are certain themes that are so common. And I think that is something that we really get and understand when we allot time to have girl time and girls night outs and girl happy hours. So if you're going to do one thing after this podcast, go schedule yourself some time to be with your ladies, okay? Now, the other aspects and how to nourish them. So wife, um, I would definitely say dedicating time for a date night. And just like I said, it doesn't mean you have to get a babysitter. It could mean you're going on your patio after the kids go to sleep and you're having a glass of wine together and you're trying to have these intimate conversations. So me and my husband just listened to an audiobook or a portion of an audiobook together Um, on a long drive and one of the things they recommend is doing open-ended questions not interrupting and after they say something acknowledging what they have said and even if you don't like you don't um, you don't agree acknowledging what they say in their perspective so if he says something and you don't agree oh can you can you explain to me what you mean by that I want to understand further so saying things like that to help get to the point without getting defensive and reclaiming that intimate talk space I think is essential for long-term relationships but then also getting playtime do that YouTube karaoke it was so fun and my husband is not somebody who would do karaoke at a bar he would not get up in front of anybody but he would totally do it in front of me we also played strip poker one time and it was just us two and it was hilarious it was so much fun so dedicating those times for play and those times for intimate talk can really just elevate your relationship and help you lean more into that wife identity and if you're still getting that girl time or going dancing or whatever my other suggestions were that you want to implement you will start to feel like you can juggle all of these So then the last one would be mom. I honestly haven't met anybody who struggles with the identity of mom. I feel like it comes pretty natural to all of us. But if you are having a a hard time connecting, maybe your kid is a little bit older. My kid's young, so I'm definitely not having a hard time with that yet. But maybe your kid is older. I would suggest doing sleepovers where it's just you two. You know, if you have a girl painting each other's nails, doing facials. If you have a boy, go, you know, backyard camping or do puzzle nights, or movie nights, or, um, you know, game night. We love game nights at my house. So 
doing something like that will also help you feel connected. And leaning into, you know, maybe participating in your kid's school or being a soccer coach at your kid's sports. I mean, these are all ways we can lean into our identities and that's totally fine, but just make sure you're leaning into all of them and not just one because it's when we lean into one and we're not acknowledging our other aspects that we start to feel unfulfilled. So, That was today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. It was super fun to record this one because I know that this is something I'm personally working on and I've just found so much joy with what I've put into practice and I hope you all do too. So um, I will talk to you all next week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Girl Talk. Before you go, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a review so we can get the feedback. Thanks so much. Talk to you all next week.